Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the NFL Trend Zone, and we have rookie minicamps, mostly, somewhat, in the rear view, and mandatory minicamps start in June, training camp in July, preseason in August. What we're going to do tonight is dissect some of the AFC stuff and then get into the NFC next week when Cody Spears rejoins us. But I'm going to start with West tonight. We're going to go division by division, good sir. AFC East, I want to know, who do you like to win that division? And if you want to select one of your wildcard teams from there, Tell us who and tell us why for all of it. Um, surprise, surprise to no one. Uh, I am banging the drum once again for the Miami Dolphins this year to take the NFC East, uh, AFC East. Sorry. Um, I think that this is the year they finally do it. They came close last year. I think if Tua would have remained healthy uh, throughout the year, uh, they would have had uh, as good a shot as anybody to uh, overtake the Bills. Um, so I, I do have the Dolphins, um, especially with bringing in uh, Vic Fangio, and he's going to revamp that defense uh, to the Flores level where um, – I believe they'll just be dominant with all the the young pieces that they have. So um, I think, you know, South Florida is going to, going to go nuts um, next year. And I expect them to take the East. Uh, I have one wild card team coming out of the East and that will be Buffalo. Uh, they are still a powerhouse, uh, but they do struggle against uh, the elite comp. Um. Uh, following them, I have the Jets in New England. Uh, Jets narrowly missing the playoffs. Ooh, okay. So on Buffalo, I think I've said this. I think we've said this before on the show that if they don't at least just reach the Super Bowl, they're going to become a joke, like relatively speaking, because every year since 2020, they've been the darling to get past the Chiefs somehow, and they don't. And they're not necessarily a Super Bowl front runner this year. I haven't looked at the odds here in the last week. But I, I have a firm belief that people are going to get sick of the Bills just not getting there when they have all of the roster tools to get there. So, and this isn't saying that they're not going to or anything like that, but they gotta they gotta get there, I think, and at least pose a threat, get to the AFC Championship, get to the Super Bowl. Because if we do this again next year, we're like, oh yeah, the Bills fell short. They're going to be. It's like everybody is. It's like the Philadelphia 76ers never yeah. quite get over the hump. Jason, yeah, I agree. AFC East, sir, still on the AFC East. Well, the AFC East is interesting. Well, they're all interesting, just like they are every year at this time. So the Jets, I think, are going to be in a in a much better position than the, let's just say the Broncos for last year with the addition of a potential future Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, huge differences between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do some good things in, in New York. And him paired with Hackett, I think, is going to be a tre- tremendous fit. Um, so I think that they're going to be a little bit better than what Wes thinks. So um, it's just because I think that the, at the I think the Jets roster overall is is more talented, younger than what the Packers had. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but uh, the Patriots, ooh, man, they still have Mac Jones, don't they? 
Yeah, for now, and it'd be a little bit late to uh, get rid of them, even though they've somebody has hinted that they want to do that. Well, who's? But he's going to be their starter. Well, he is right now, but the he is right now. Reports before the draft were that they were disillusioned with him and ready to move on, but then nothing happened. And if you're trading a quarterback now, you're probably just getting a half-ass solution like Bailey Zap or something as your QB one. I'd like to see the Patriots do good because I like I'm a Bill Belichick fan, and he needs to get something going there. Um, but now, in Miami's situation, it's I'm going to be very interested to see if they can come out and be as electric as they showed last year at the early parts uh, with with just how Tua and, you know, you had Hill and Chase. Uh, not Chase, but uh, Waddle. Um, how, how unstoppable they looked. Um, with a whole year of film on Tua, will those deep bombs still be doable probably um as far as the Fangio defense is concerned though I don't think just by inserting Vic Fangio for year one that's going to automatically transform that defense into a into a powerhouse because I've I bared witness to what he (laughs) is on defense and it takes a good two to three years um for everything to officially be in place because it's a very complex system um while they'll still hover in the 10 to 15 mark um at least that's what Denver did um Maybe he'll, he can have a quicker effect with it in uh, Miami. Same same thing happened in Chicago when he was there. It took a, took a few years, and I believe in San Francisco, um, if you're going back a decade or so. But you're absolutely right. If the Bills don't get it to – they have to get to the Super Bowl. AFC Championship isn't going to be good enough. They have <laughs> to get to the Super Bowl. If they lose the Super Bowl, then we can restore that hope and potentially keep, keep this uh, – preseason prediction of them being a favorite going. But if they don't even get to the Super Bowl, they, I don't know what they're going to do. So they got a lot of questions to have to answer to themselves. I mean, having a good quarterback such as a Allen, who isn't quite Mahomes and he knows it, man, they're going to be... Oof. Yeah, one thing that was painstaking for them or their fans was that they looked overmatched against the Bengals. It wasn't like, ooh... Oh yeah, we just had one bad flip at the ball. They looked like a wild card team compared to the Bengals. Yeah. And the Bengals didn't even get to the Super Bowl themselves. So my guess would be if they finish, I think they're going to win the division again. But if they bow out pretty much before the Super Bowl, perhaps for the AFC Championship, that they'll switch head coach in one of those customary, yeah, we got a good head coach, but we need to get over the hump. Kind of like, like a lot of times you see in the NBA where great and good head coaches are getting fired just because they're not winning a championship. Oh yeah. And McDermott's a great coach. Yeah. Yeah. And, but at some point you have to, I mean, it's happening all over the place in the NBA, actually teams that coaches that would otherwise be salivated over by ordinary teams are getting canned because these teams want to get over the hump and win a championship, not just get to the second round of the playoffs. So I think that that will bite uh, McDermott if they don't make any serious noise next year but mine I do think the Bills will win the division I think this is probably the second maybe third second most tricky division in football in terms of head-to-toe competitive competitiveness and that's only because Belichick coaches the team that I think will be in fourth place and that's the Patriots so I have the Bills at about 11 and 6 I do have the Jets getting into the postseason because I am convinced that marrying Aaron Rodgers with a defensive thinker and Robert Salah can net positive things. And then I think the dolphins at about nine and eight and third place. And who knows if they can wiggle into a wild card, but for what I'll have is the bills winning the division 
and the Jets steal one of the wild cards. And what do we always say at this point on the calendar? Start looking at teams that will make the postseason that didn't last year because like clockwork, there's there's turnover. Uh, half the team yeah. won't make it. And so the Jets will be one of mine for 2023. And it's going to be that's a pretty fashionable pick because Rodgers plays there now. And it's it's crazy how accurate that prediction is yeah. because there it's there was exactly half. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you you would think, and that's why it's so hard when you start making these. Uh, if you like, if I say, "Hey, boys, go look at the AFC," or next week I say, "Look at the NFC," your natural tendency is to go pick the teams that were just good. Yeah, and, and it, you can't do that because you're going to be wrong. And if you do yep. it, you're just going to be half wrong because the field is always half new. All right, what I when I did this exercise, Wes. A couple mm-hmm. hours ago, I looked at it and started skimming my division winners, and that wasn't too daunting. But when I got to the AFC North, I was like, Jesus, uh, because they're all about the same amount of good after the Bengals, in my opinion. The Steelers have made some moves, and Pickett, to me, looks like he'll be a pretty damn good quarterback. And then Lamar's back, and then the Browns should get a good year from Deshaun Watson. So where did you land on the AFC North's pecking order? Yeah, for the AFC North, uh, and before we delve into that, I do want to just touch on um, historically about 50% of the playoff teams return uh, year to year. And so with that said, uh, we need to either strike three or four of last year's playoff teams from the AFC to accommodate uh, the new ones that uh, usually it will come in and um, that starts first for me in this uh, North division. Uh, I do have Cincy uh, reigning supreme in the division. Um, they've had the cap space. Obviously it's starting to get uh, eaten up as the years go on. <laughs> uh, they have the youth. Uh, they continue to add around uh, Joe Burrow. Um uh, and I, I just feel like they're a team that knows how to win, knows how to play together. Um, they've played in tough games, and um, I could see them, you know, really challenging Kansas City um, in the AFC. Um, I have them as my uh, number two seed in the AFC this year. Um, following them, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think that, um, a lot of Pittsburgh's additions will, uh, lend to them, um, being rejuvenated and, and revamped. Um, they added Patrick Peterson on the defense, um, a couple guys in the linebacking core, they didn't necessarily lose too much. Uh, they lost Devin Bush and Terrell Edmonds. Uh, but I, I think that those guys can be replaced. And then they followed that up in the draft by um, adding to and revamping that offense, uh, particularly the offensive line. Um, one of their sneaky draft picks was uh, Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia. A lot of people believe that um, – He'll line up as a sixth offensive lineman for them, um, allowing um, Pat Fryermuth to uh, do the receiving work from the tight end position. I uh, also love the fact that Pittsburgh wound up with a uh, legacy pick with Joey Porter Jr. I think yeah. that's 
just a fantastic story that's going to be talked about uh, throughout the year. Uh, for the first playoff team I have missing, I have uh, or from last year that I have missing is Baltimore. Uh, they come in third in the division. And then uh, Cleveland will, uh, again, come in last place, and it will likely lead to Kevin Stefanski being let go in the offseason. Uh, so that that's what I have for the North. Stefanski is – or the Browns are so tricky because you think naturally they'd have to improve, but it's like how are you going to yeah. do that in a murderer's row again of AFC yeah. North opponents? And uh, then they're the Browns too, right? Yeah. I mean, that, you, we could never – they gave us a little bit of hope that that, that – might be done but no it's there's still the browns yeah all right so i can already say that wes's and i's were the same um i can't did did you have the steelers as a wild card team or no yes okay so do i uh, they, so, they come in the seventh seed okay so that's ditto for me on that so jason do you have what's your afc north order oh, exactly that as well oh, really? um and wow. i and uh, yeah and um it almost for the same reasons. I mean, Joey Porter, I mean, that is such a great story. I can't quit thinking about that. That is so awesome. Um, but, uh, and then the bangles, I mean, I, the bangles, you gotta quit. You, you gotta quit counting those guys out. That obviously has to be done. The second seed, um, they could push for the, for the one seed as far as, as I'm concerned, assuming every everybody stays healthy, I mean they're just continuing to grow together that young team, um, and uh, but yeah, Pittsburgh I like coming in second, Baltimore, um, you, yeah, I don't know, it'll be I, I'm interested to see what Lamar and Odell can do together, but uh, you know I've never never been high as as high on Baltimore as as most, um, but good on Lamar for getting his contract, and I don't know how much more years people are going to be willing to give him either. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, Buffalo in that same regard. I mean, it feels like we've been having the same conversation about the Ravens for a while too. And primarily due to Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson only. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, he got his, he inked his deal and, and we'll see, but I, I think it's going to be still a lot of the same. Notably, the Bengals avoided the Super Bowl runner-up curse. Um, that's that's a pretty real thing, just like we talked about half the playoff field turning over each year. Usually the team that gets to the Super Bowl has a very ho-hum following season, and the Bengals didn't do that. They started out of the gate, not really that sizzling in 2022, but I'll be damned if they weren't there close to the end. Um, right before right before the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we have total agreement in what I consider the trickiest division in football to predict because all the teams are just so good. It feels like even though the Browns are going to be in last place, they can't be worse than like seven and ten. And so it'll be it'll be weird when I put together all my standings before the season uh, where I have to pull all those losses or put losses in other places. Well, it's, it's crazy, too. And the last thing I'll say about the Browns is, you know, as I as I view that team, and I think to myself just, you know, three years ago or, or whenever before the, the, the Watson drama started, yeah, I mean, this kid, this kid was, you know, top five quarterback, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and, and you're thinking, you know, you get him around, you could build a franchise around this guy. And, and, and I don't know if that's true still, 
not not because of any of the off-field stuff. I'm just saying I didn't watch much much of their of his work last year, I guess. And I don't know if he is the same guy because not only he's obviously still a very gifted athlete, but if you put yourself on a human level and you go through that type of ringer, um deserved, undeserved, that's that that's irrelevant, but either way it's got to be taxing on somebody's emotional well-being and thus affect you in every other which way. So I don't know if we're ever going to get that guy back. Is he strong enough mentally to be able to pull himself up by his bootstraps and get down to football and tune everything out like a Tom Brady could or a Joe Montana could or you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And he was not good last year he played six games the browns were three and three he threw seven yeah. touchdown passes five picks 79.1 passer rating he fought but the thing is most people gave well i don't know if they gave him they assumed there would be a, a mulligan year because it was a new system he was suspended for blah 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 games nobody thought he would come in and be awesome i don't think i certainly didn't and then when he came i mean it's Policing percentage was 58 percent which isn't good anymore in the nfl so yeah it was really a patch over year for the Browns, the way they structured his contract, real yeah, slimy like. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and then and then you know, and then he inks the big deal, mm-hmm. you know, good good on him or whatever. But you would think that I guess if I'm if I'm putting myself in his mind, I'm thinking okay, uh, so now I have to redeem mm-hmm. myself and prove that that I can be a good investment for this franchise. And by, you know, by doing that, adding unlimited amounts of pressure upon himself as well, which for some can be a good thing for others. (laughs) Not so much. Yeah. He's got to do it from two angles. He's got to put to rest all of the off season drama on the field and then prove that he's still a good quarterback because in his last uh, 22 games since the start of 2020, his teams are seven and 15. And so he played wonderfully in 2020, the pandemic season, 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven picks. And his team was four and 12 and nobody cared because yep. it was like, Oh, poor Watson. And then all the, the nasty stuff broke and he became the villain. So he's got to have redemption on two levels, emotionally, personally, and then get back to being a good football player. Thankfully he's only 27. So he's got all the time in the yeah. world. Uh, to do this. All right. The yeah, next that's one. crazy that you just, descri- last thing I'll say that that's crazy that you just described that awesome year that he had, but that's just a standard Kirk cousins year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I remember actually talking about that debating people three years ago about that. Um, but uh, Deshaun at that point had exceptionalism because it was like, well, you got to build a team around him for them to get the playoffs. And we're like, yeah, that's what we're trying to tell you. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's different sets yeah. of rules. All right, the AFC South West. Let's see. The Jaguars are the darling because they looked so damn good down the stretch of the season and won a playoff game after coming back from what was it, twenty-seven points? It felt like a drop, drop in the hat compared to what the Vikings did. But what were they down? Twenty-seven, nothing or something like that. Yeah. Yep. And they came back, upended the Chargers because, of course, the Chargers chargered. Uh, so Jaguars, Colts, Titans, and Texans give, give it to me, sir. Yeah. For, for this one, I have 
the revamped Indianapolis Colts. Um, seems like they finally have um, their quarterback of the future. Um, they have a new head coach. Um, they have the all-world backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, uh, as a fallback should <laughs> Anthony Richardson struggle. Um, and then they they return a lot of their, their pieces from the last few years. Um, in my opinion, this team has been, you know, essentially a quarterback away or at least um, decent quarterback play away from being able to um, hang in this division and take this division. This division is kind of low-hanging fruit. Um, they are kind of on the come up with uh, Jacksonville and Houston adding some parts uh, over the last few years. Tennessee's kind of faltering uh, their stranglehold that they once had on this uh, division. Uh, but I, I think Indy has enough and has done enough uh, to take this division um, so long as Richardson. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And is able to be uh, mistake-free enough. Uh, I, I think the defense is um, pretty good. They play quick. Uh, they play sideline to sideline. And if they're able to um, do that, they should be able to um, overcome the second place team I have in that division, which is Jacksonville. I have them also barely missing the playoffs. Um, so that is the second playoff team from last year that will not make it, uh, followed by Tennessee and then Houston. Uh, Houston will need a, a year or two to kind of get going under uh, Demeco Ryan's and all the youth that they have on that roster. In a point of order, there, I'm going to guess that you don't have the Panthers next week win the division. Anthony Richardson would probably win Offensive Rookie of the Year in your scenario, or get damn close to it if he led the Colts to a division title. Um, you think he starts Week One? Uh, all signs are kind of pointing that way. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of what I was hearing pre-draft is, you know, Richardson, it's not that he's raw. It's just that he's inexperienced and he needs, he needs playing time. Um, and from what I, what I understood, whichever team was going to take him, uh, um, unless they had a bonafide backup that could, you know, go in there and, and win a couple games to start the year that, uh, he would be thrust into uh, the starting role, um, you know, should he earn it in uh, preseason. Uh, Jason, Heck on, yeah. on the, the Titans, who kind of seem blah to most folks, 
A lot of like Bleacher Report and those types of sites have nominated Ryan Tannehill as a possible summer cut because if they cut him this summer, they'll save about $27 million and presumably move on to Will Levis. Uh, What is your AFC AFC South order? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I have to – I agree with a lot of what Wes just said. If Richardson can come in, I think Richardson is – is being put in a position that most quarterbacks that are, that are fairly highly coveted coming out of the draft, um, you know, um, crave. I mean, it's a pretty decent organization. At least it has been the last half decade or so. Um, and they do have a, a good solid team, um, you know, similar to when, the 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 Chiefs took Mahomes. I mean, they they had a pretty good team in order, and obviously Mahomes is on a whole other level. So I'm not comparing the two at all. But I think it's a good it's a good situation for a young quarterback to be thrust into. So yes, I would roll with him week one and see where it takes me. I think they got enough talent on the team to where it's not going to get too out of hand. Uh, so I but I think it's going to be it's going to be close between both them and and Jacksonville because I I did like what Jacksonville did last year. Um, I think they got some good pieces. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to only get better. Um, so and, and the Titans are God, if they cut if they cut um Tannehill. Oh God, yeah, you just said it, Tannehill. That would make it exciting, and I'd like to see that. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I just I never thought that they were ever going to get over the hump with him. Um, really, at the end of the day, I, I still think he got paid because of uh, Derrick Henry. Um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see there. But then the. Uh, so, yeah, I got I can't I can't choose between the Colts or the um, the Jags. Everything about me wants to pick the Colts. But I'm going to pick the Jags to take that division. And I can't say for I don't think I. Gosh, dang it. My, my predictions were so off last year that <laughs> it, uh, the, the, the Jags and the Colts, I doubt both make the playoffs. The other two teams, I'm not I'm not I'm leaving out of the playoffs entirely. So. So I do not share the enthusiasm about the Colts, at least not this year. I think Richardson's going to take a while to get going. Um, it'd be really cool for his sake if he started, for everybody's sake, starts right away. But I don't think it will mesh instantly. So I have the Jaguars winning again, the division. And I think I think that they'll be quite good because uh, I think we all assumed and we were all right, Trevor Lawrence is going to turn into, um, when he hits his prime, probably – next two, three, four, five years, he'll be a top five quarterback. And when I look at the rest of the uh, AFC South, I don't see that from anybody else. Uh, so I think it will go uh, Jaguars. And then I hate writing the obituary on a Titans team when Vrabel's the coach. Now that's tricky for me because he always finds a way to make them gritty and competitive. Um, but I will say Jaguars. I guess my dark horse would be Demeco Ryan's really nails it in the first year Texans and then the Titans and then the Colts who will need a full year to get going um, with the new setup. Um, and I don't have anybody else in the postseason from that division. Uh, Cause I'm going to pleasantly surprise Jason with my, with my next division for my wildcard team. 
Yep, and I'm going to be the guy that does it because I, I needed Duh, three, I needed three new playoff teams, and yep, I I don't like Sean Payton, but I do trust him to. Or we'll get there in a second. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> AFC West, Wes, what do we got? Yeah, I think you and I are going to be similar on this one, Dustin. Um, at the top, it's going to be Kansas City, uh, my number one seed uh, for the AFC. Um, to quote my favorite TV show, the king stays the king. Um, and they do so by by not really moving all, all that much, <laughs> by, by hardly making any moves. Um, Orlando Brown uh, was a tackle that they traded for last offseason. Uh, they offered him a contract extension. He kind of turned his nose up at them and thought he was, you know, big hot shit that uh <laughs> deserved you know even more of a bag than than what they were offering they weren't offering him you know pennies on the dollar they they were offering to pay him uh towards the top of the market he kind of turned his nose up at them they let him walk they bring in Juwan Taylor uh from Jacksonville uh addition by subtraction <laughs> there yeah uh, just plug so, and play. We're good. Plug and play. Yeah. yeah. Um, they let Juju walk. Uh, I don't really see um, how you know letting him walk uh, is necessarily a, a bad thing. No, they're bringing <laughs> yeah. Richie Richie James, who's also a slot receiver, uh, played with the Giants last year, so he he can help take some of those uh, receptions. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they just, until somebody proves me or proves us differently, I just think that, you know, they, they should be that team. They should be that team. And, uh, following them, I have Denver at the sixth seed, um, Both of us. as you kind of teased before mm-hmm. Dustin, that, uh, Sean Payton seems to, you know, get the most out of his teams, um and I, I fully expect them to um enter this season much like we all thought would happen last off season. Uh for whatever reason they, they struggled out the gate. Uh was it the head coach? Quite possibly. Um who's also in uh New York as the offensive coordinator now. So um you know that that's what could be why I have them missing the playoffs, but no. Nah. Um, Denver, they're they're young enough. They um they have players at all the key positions. Um, one thing that I found interesting was the direction that they went in the NFL draft. Um, going with receiver with their first pick. Um, <laughs> yes. that, uh, I would say the receiver room in Denver is probably uh, one of the strengths of the team. And to add to that, I, I guess you're adding strength with strength, but uh, you got to wonder if, you know, there might be a, a secondary move there as we uh, enter uh, preseason or, or something else. So uh, I have the chargers being my third team that misses uh, the playoffs this year after making it the year before and Vegas bringing up the rear. When you said uh, you talked about your favorite show, the King remains the King. And then you talked about uh, Orlando Brown. 
Orlando Brown sounds like the name of a character who would be in your favorite show. Right. <laughs> so, that, exactly. so, so that was a nice wire connect. I mean, it's not, but it sounds like it should be. Yeah. Uh, all right. So on my AFC West order, I do have, so I've said since pretty much since I started doing podcasts that my core belief is that until Patrick Mahomes retires, the chiefs will win the Super Bowl every other year. Uh, because NFL teams don't repeat. I just think for the most part, the Chiefs will win every other year. This time it was every third year. Uh, so I do think that even though they'll probably have some goofy little hangover and start four and three so we can all freak out about are they, are they, what are they doing here? Um, then they'll, then they'll get serious and boom at the end of the end of or the beginning of January, they'll be 12 and five or something like that. But yeah, I'm right there with. I don't know if Jason will be the Jason probably the guy that keeps him out of the playoffs. Uh, I'm right there with Denver because what I think happened last year is George Payton got to pick uh, Nathaniel Hackett and he got too cute with that pick. Uh, We talked about him getting hoodwinked in the interview, blah, blah, blah. And then I think this time the Walmart board of directors came in and said, you know, we're going to do this the corporate way. We're going to get a guy that we know can win football games because even last year during the, the worst of the worst with Russell Wilson and all the toilet or the bathroom memes that he had, I never went, I never believed that this guy sucked the whole time in Seattle or it was a mirage or it was some Pete Carroll voodoo because it's way too long of a sample size for Russell Wilson to get lucky for 10 years. So I do yeah. believe that, Sean Payton will squeeze the best out of him. We already know that they've had like a good roster for what, three or four years. Somebody just screws it up every year. So I really, (laughs) I really think that the Broncos have like 10 and seven written on them. I haven't looked at their schedule difficulty, but I, I, I don't like Sean Payton at all. I can't as a Vikings fan, but I trust him and I trust Russell Wilson. And if, if this doesn't work, then you can bet Russell Wilson will have some sort of exit strategy before too long. Uh, the Chargers, I, I can see this coming from 18 million miles away. We have Justin <laughs> Herbert, who is Matthew Stafford reincarnated. Everybody loves him, but nobody will give him heat because he's J- Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers will, like Wes said, miss the postseason. It'll be the catalyst to Brandon Staley, a last being fired. It probably should have happened after he collapsed to a 27-0 lead. And then the Raiders just make me laugh because the big solution was to swap Derek Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I will Hmm. say it 100 times more this summer. It's the Spider-Man meme. And it will never stop being the Spider-Man meme. And the only problem with Garoppolo is he gets hurt. And Derek Carr (laughs) usually didn't. So, and they they didn't even go get Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. It it really is that their plan is Garoppolo. And it's Twilight Zone stuff. It's like, oh God, you you don't, if the 49ers couldn't win with them, you really think you guys are going to? So I have Chiefs, Broncos is the wild card, Chargers about eight and nine, and very clear as day firing Brandon Staley, and then the Raiders at some Mm -hmm. very Raiders-esque record like six and 11. Jason, (laughs) AFC West, your specialty. Well, yeah, we'll start with the Raiders. I mean, so that rationale is probably Josh McDaniels in his mind because he's got ties to Garoppolo before he was, you know, in his infancy when he was with the Patriots, Josh McDaniels with his ridiculous ego, and it's big, probably thinks, well, the only reason that the 49ers were anything is because of Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, we'll show them. Uh, I mean, for Christ's sakes, he, he traded Jay Cutler for Kyle Orton. <laughs> Back when Jay Cutler w- actually had a soul. Uh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are taking the division and I, I, you know, it's that they are so good. I believe, I mean, when you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes together, that is just an un, 
unstoppable force. Now, even though, even in the in Denver's last seven dark years, they've played them pretty close each game. But mm-hmm. that's that can be attributed to the division games. Mm-hmm. But they never really stood a chance. I mean, you know, and they're just far superior. Uh, either way, I'm going to the game in Kansas City again, and I'm hoping that we can finally see a win. It's been it's been God. Marquette was four last time they won. Um, you know, and I, and I do, I do kind of share the same cautious optimism about, uh, about Denver. And I would hope that, you know, uh, it's it, the way that everything worked and it's been admitted by, by George Payton and, and, um, a lot of the guys in the building that when Russ got there, I mean, he was entitled to do whatever he wanted. He was encouraged to do whatever he wanted. Hackett admitted that he was going to do whatever Russ wanted. We're going to get him involved. It's all about Russ. It's all about Russ. And Russ is the type of quarterback I found out. And we, I think, as collectively, were able to find out that this guy still needs a coach. Mm-hmm. He is not Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady or somebody else that can come in there and just be them and cover up all the sins on an offense. Mm-hmm. Um you know, in, in, so, you know, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, good players still need to be coached. And I think Russ also with, and it, this didn't get a lot of attention either is with him losing his, um, you know, his mentor, this, you know, in the off season, uh, had to have probably affected him much more than, than people want to want to even lead on. Um, so he's got that going on and then he gets, thrust into an organization where he can do whatever he wants, but he's still kind of looking for the adult in the room and there was none, you know? Um, and I think Sean Payton can be that guy, a father figure, if you will, like, like a Pete Carroll was, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't like, you don't, you want to do things your way, but you know, you need him, you know, you need that, that guy. So I think that they're going to be much approved. I certainly hope so. Um, you know, so we'll we'll cert- we'll we'll wait and see. I mean, we could use a good season in Denver. Chargers, I I couldn't agree with everything that you guys said more. I mean, Staley should have been gone after this year, especially after that that abysmal playoff. Just oh man, I can't. And then, but it, but then, had he been gone, Sean Payton probably would have taken that job. So yeah. I like the way that uh, that it all aligned, and and um, yeah, but yeah, the Chiefs are gonna you know take it probably. They'll be fighting for the number one, potentially the number two seed if if the ball bounces the Bengals way a little bit. It will be <clears throat> West hinted this, I think, in the middle of the season or maybe towards the end, that uh it probably was very much that Pete Carroll had a fabulous system for Russell to thrive in. So what I'll say right now is if Russell Wilson, they arrive in 2023 season again and he really just isn't it, doesn't necessarily have to be horrible, but if he if he just isn't the Seahawks version. It will have turned out that Wes was correct that it really was a Pete Carroll thing because if you go look at Geno Smith's stat line last year, 4,200 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, that sounds an awful lot like a Russell Wilson stat line. And yep. we knew we knew that Geno Smith wasn't Russell Wilson heading into last year, and then all of a sudden he was Turned ex- into him. Exactly, Russell Wilson. <laughs> so we need yeah. one more year to prove this, improve this theory that – Maybe it was, and then then Nathaniel Hackett will feel totally vindicated if if Russell struggles again. But that's it's really weird to think that somehow the Seahawks just slipped in a journeyman 
quarterback and he had exactly Russell Wilson's numbers. It's like really and, and the whole time, the whole time everybody just assumed that Pete Carroll was a defensive coach. <laughs> yeah. At least I thought he was. Um it's it's amazing how that 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 works. Now, oh, and another thing that I think can be attributed to to the Broncos catastrophic seven years <laughs> is the one thing that they were missing. You know, you we've spent countless shows and the national media spent countless times talking about, you know, if they just had a quarterback, if they just had a coach, if they just had an offensive coach, or if they just had that guy or they they, they were without ownership that whole time. That was and as a fan, I could brush that off and say, yeah, but that doesn't really matter. I mean, they should still be able to go out there and figure it out themselves. Uh, but it does. It, it, I think it, it it makes a huge, huge difference. Um, I'm so glad, it, regardless if it proves out this year or not, they finally got competent ownership that proved that they're willing to do what it takes by going out and spending a bunch of money, shoring up the offensive line, obviously. And then he comes out and says, the owners, you know, Penner comes out and says, we're not doing this every year, but we kind of had to this year with our limited number of draft picks. That seems logical to me. I like that mm -hmm. because he can at least acknowledge that, no, we're not going to be big spenders every year, mm -hmm. but this year we felt it necessary to do so. So competent ownership, which I think that they are, and uh, adult back in the room as a head coach that can be looked at and looked up to by everybody in the building, I think is going to make a, a world of difference. Might, might be looking at a completely different team next year. That's about well, bloody time. Let's hope. Yeah. Uh, one other mm -hmm. thing on the Seahawks before we wrap up is they are so, so sold on Geno Smith. They didn't draft a single quarterback. They had an outstanding draft on paper with Devin Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and Jeeba. But they didn't even take a fourth, fifth round, sixth round stab on any of those dudes like um, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Nope, it's just Geno Smith. And so yeah. they're probably thinking like, I can't believe that we just have Russell Wilson again. This works out great. Yeah. And, and, they, and but for quarterback dollars, they're really not paying him that much. So no, they yeah they gave him a pretty moderate contract. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big contract, but not in quarterback speak. Nope. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, next week we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about NFC. Uh, actually, it'll probably we'll probably have to do Tuesday or Thursday because the Lakers play next next Wednesday. We'll we'll figure that out on the fly. But Cody will be back, I think, and we'll talk about NFC predictions. Gentlemen, you have a wonderful week. All right. All right, guys. Same. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.